Welcome, Lacey Nelson here, your host of the Manage Like a Leader podcast and the Facebook group Transcend, the go-to place for all things leadership, management, and HR you need to run your gym. If you're an owner ready to level up your leadership and your team's performance, if you want to attract the best, to develop the strongest teams, and to keep them the longest, to rise above your competition, you're in the right place. Now, let's get after it. Hey, hello again. So, big news in our world, we hired a new coach. Pretty exciting. Used those snappy interview questions in the first episode of this of this season and got ourselves a great member of the team. And what am I going to do? How am I going to invest? Where am I going to start with the leadership of this new person? I'm going to take some time to really connect to him on an individual level. I want to know what drives him. I want to know what excites him about not only coaching, what excites him about his life. What I want to know all about his kids. I want to memorize their names. I want to know about his wife. I want to know about where he grew up. I want to know about the sports he's passionate about. I really want to get this, get to know this guy on an individual level. Why is that? Well, A, I really genuinely am interested. I am fascinated by people. Clearly, I probably wouldn't be in this line of work. People are, are, just stories waiting to be unpacked and there's so many layers and they're so valuable and every person has something to teach me. But I really want to get to know this guy also because I'm building relational capital with him. I am using a leadership tool in my tool bag called the coaching style. And we think coaching, talked about coaches. Can I say coach 500 more times in this episode? I just might. But when we think about, uh, when we're coming from the fitness industry and we hear the word coach, something really distinct comes up, right? Like teaching people how to move, teaching people how, uh, helping them to, to feel better, to get after life. I'm speaking specifically to the relational side of coaching, which we also should be doing. And as leaders, we need to be coaching our people all of the time and investing in that relational capital, you cannot coach someone when you do not understand them or their perspective or what drives them or how they assign value. I really want to understand what makes something valuable to him. Is he relational? Is relationship orientation to the world? Does he have a pragmatic orientation? Uh, is he a, is he a check all the boxes kind of guy? And that's what if tasks are getting done, something's valuable, or is he the kind of guy that is very intellectual and he is always looking for the logic in a situation? These are things I learned through conversations that happen and just getting to know the person. I'm going to invest in developing that personal relationship because it's going to help me to serve him better. And in turn, it's going to help him to serve our organization better when I am playing to his strengths and giving him assignments that are powerful and communicated in a way that carry meaning for him, not just meaning for me. So coaches, a coaching style leader, a leader using the coaching style in their tool belt, really help people identify their unique strengths and weaknesses and tr- and tie them to their personal and career aspirations. So as I learn about his, his broader vision beyond what I gleaned in the interview, I'm going to tie what I'm having him do at work 
to his broader goals and it's going to serve both of us at the same time. So a concrete example, if I've got a new coach on board and I know that he is really passionate about working with youth sports teams and maybe that's something that we currently don't do, I'm going to give him the entrepreneurial opportunity to develop that on brand in fitting with the business within our scope and to build his career. Now, I'm going to help him to identify what are the skills that maybe he is missing um, in this. He might be a great coach, but how are his organizational skills when it comes to that kind of work. And they may be totally on point. He's a brand new guy. I'm going to get to know him. But as I'm giving him tasks, I'm going to link them to helping him build that skill set to be able to excel in that area and make it worth his time to do a job and not just give him an empty task. Um, People tend to really gravitate towards the aspects of their job that they like the most. And those are aspects that tie into their dreams and their identity and their aspirations. And by linking a person's daily work to their long-term goals, it keeps people motivated. They want to give their best. They're going to jump in and, and pitch in with me at 5.30 on a Friday afternoon because I have the relational capital. I've invested in him as a human being and genuinely care about him. You can't do this from a place of inauthenticity, guys. Don't fake this. You either really genuinely care or you don't. But don't be an ass. Don't fake it. Really care. And if you really care, he's going to feel that and he's going to want to jump in and work on a project with me at 5.30 p.m. on a Friday um, because he's bought in and he feels valued and he feels connected to. Coaches are great at delegating because they see what is going to light a person up and it and it tends to have the ability to give them an assignment that's going to stretch them and be meaningful to them rather than just giving them a task that simply gets the job done. Not surprisingly, coaching the coaching style works best with employees who show initiative and are hungry per, for professional development. If you've got a person that is not performing up to, to par, this isn't someone you pull out necessarily um, this coaching with unless you have not invested them in them at all yet as a person start there see if you can see what you're missing take the responsibility to figure out why they're not invested um but this really is is not going to light somebody up who is not motivated if they're just punching the clock this is going to fall on deaf ears it also falls on deaf ears like i said when you leader are lacking the expertise or the sensitivity needed to help the employee along. So if you're not connecting them to them in a way that's meaningful to them and they're just feeling, feeling, um, bullied for lack of a better word or pushed along or being dumped on and giving, you know, given busy work to do, that's not coaching that's working. That's not coaching that's connecting to them. When executed poorly, the coaching approach actually looks like micromanaging or excessive control over an employee. This kind of misstep really can undermine an employee's self-confidence and really start can be the, the tipping point into a downward performance spi- spiral. So we've actually found, I've actually found working with leaders and leaders who also call themselves traditional coaches They're unfortunately pretty unfamiliar or sometimes just inept at 
giving ongoing performance feedback that that builds motivation rather than fear or like just the way it's delivered. The feedback is like in a framed in a way that they're like, fine, I can't do it right. So I'm not going to do it at all. And then just breeds apathy. So for example, where can this go off the rails or where can you think, oh yeah, I'm a coach and you're not actually a coach. Uh, Leaders who are pace setters. So people that are like, go on out, get the job done, exclusively focused on high performance and they're cheering their team on and they're pushing hard. They think they're coaching. They're not coaching. They're cheerleading and they're micromanaging. Or they're simply just telling people how to do their jobs and not connecting it to the individual. Are you connecting the work to that person's passion? Do you know what their passions are? Do you know what light them up? If you cannot say yes, you are not coaching your team. Leaders often concentrate only on short-term goals. Like we concentrate on what the budget needs to say next month, our sales figures, our, we're really solution-oriented, guys, because we're problem-solving all freaking day long. But when we don't step back long enough to have personal relationship, when we're driving so hard that we have no time, make no time for the chit-chat because that's not productive, we miss out on discovering our employees' long-term aspirations. And guys, I can say, yeah, do it and, you know, set up and have structured conversations. Yes, those need to happen. You should be having these conversations as part of like performance evaluation time and there's structured places for it. But it really happens just relationally in taking time to be a good leader for this person. Be a good person. Connect to them in real ways. It's Taking the five minutes in the morning just to, how, how was your weekend? Following up with, hey, uh, that project last week, where are you at with that? How are you feeling about that? And sometimes it's not about work at all. Like I said, how was your weekend? It's asking about their kids. It's asking about um, just like you would treat them like you would treat a friend. You are friendly with them. You've got to make time to do that, even if it makes you uncomfortable. When people really don't believe that their leader sees them more as a tool for a comp- for simply accomplishing a task they they're completely unmotivated and when they see their leader as genuinely caring about them and their capabilities and building their self-confidence and really wanting to help them function both more um, autonomously and to perform better and to link it to something with meaning for them they will follow you off of a cliff. They will do anything for you. And this isn't to be done out of a a place of manipulation, guys. This is done because you want the best for them. They want the best for you. It's like when you're coaching, you're finding that win-win combination for both of you. So coaching has a hugely, when done well and right, has a hugely positive emotional impact on your organization. It develops rapport with a leader that really those bonds take a lot to break, guys. It buys you a lot of relational capital that you can spend when you need to, when you screw up because you're going to, because we all do, and not a single one of us are perfect and have never unintentionally done wrong by an employee, big or small. Um, perhaps hopefully small, but some of us have screwed up pretty big. And when you need that relational capital, it's there when you invest in them as a human, as that coach. Emotional self-awareness creates leaders who are authentic, that are able to give advice that is genuinely in the employee's best interest. I had a boss once 
She's one of the best women I have, people, period, I have ever worked for, who actually told me to quit working for her and take another job because it was more advantageous for my career growth than it was to stay with her. And she was one step away from firing me and forcing me into that other position if I would not have resigned because she believed in me so much and my capabilities that she wanted to move me forward. She had, I never ever doubted that woman and I worked my ass off for her and I would do it again because she believed in me and genuinely had my best interest at heart and uh, nothing beats that. So invest in your people at the coaching level. Sometimes it takes the form of actively mentoring and having really intentional one-on-one meetings a few times a month where you're, you're actively doing this. Sometimes it's not as relaxed. It just depends. Find a style and a cadence and a pace that works for both of you. You want to always be communicating to your people that you believe in their potential and you expect that they can do their best and letting them know, I believe in you. You can do this. There's very few times that coaching, coming from a coaching posture is not a good move. You always want to connect to people on an individual level, even if they, if their expertise outstrips you. Unlike the leadership style, you can still use coaching style with someone when their expertise is in a completely different field than yours because you're connecting to them as a human and to what drives them and encouraging them for continued growth along that trajectory of pursuing that path and when it and connecting to how it can be a win for both the business for them and for for you as being their their leader also so figure out who you're having maybe a rocky relationship with. Have you been coaching them? Have you been connecting to them in a way that they felt valued as an individual with goals and dreams and aspirations that don't always have to do exactly with the business? Check yourself. Check in with them. Coach well and manage like a leader.